Our Father and our God, we want to thank you for another day and an opportunity, O Lord, to testify of your goodness, O Lord, and to learn of you. I pray, O God, that you speak through me, Lord, my brothers and sisters will be blessed, their spirits be lifted up in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, faithful God. I take authority over every second of us to every situation here. Come again, every spirit of distraction in the name of Jesus. But our attention shall be focused on you and shall speak to us that word, that particular word that will do us good the rest of our life. Father, speak to me and speak to every one of us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, our main passage will be Luke chapter 19. From 11 to 27. I want us to read every one of us. Luke chapter 19. Eleven to twenty-seven. From verse eleven. And as they heard these things, he added and spake a parable because he was nigh to Jerusalem. And because they thought that the kingdom of God should immediately appear. He said, therefore, a certain noble man went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. Verse 13. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, Occupy till I come. Take note of that verse 13. Occupy till I come. And that's the title of this admonition this morning. Occupy till I come. But verse 14. But his citizens hated him and sent a message after him saying, We will not have this man to reign over us. And it came to pass that when he was returned, having received the kingdom, then he commanded these servants to be called unto him to whom he had given the money, that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Then came the first, saying, Lord, thy pound had gained ten pounds more. Verse 17, I said unto him, Well, thou good servant, because thou hast been faithful in a very little, have thou authority over ten cities. And the second came, saying, Lord, thy pound had gained five pounds more. And he said likewise to him, Be thou over five cities. Twenty. And another came, saying, Lord, Behold, here is thy pound, which I have kept laid up in a nothing. And I fear, for I fear thee, because thou art an austere man. Thou takest up that thou layest not down, and reapest thou didst so. Listen to what the Master had to say. 
verse 22. I said unto him, Out of thy own mount will I judge thee, thou wicked servant. Thou knewest that I was an austere man, taking up that I laid not down, and reaping that I did not sow. Wherefore then givest not thou my money into the bank, that at my coming I might have required my own with usury, that's interest. And he said unto them that stood by, Take from him the pound, and give it to him that had ten pounds. And they said unto him, Lord, he had ten pounds. Verse 26. For I say unto you, that unto every one which had shall be given, and from him that had not, even that he had shall be taken away from him. But those my enemies, which would not that I should reign over them, bring them hither and slay them before me. Praise the Lord. So we are considering a parable this morning. Jesus Christ spoke to disciples and apostles often, no, the generality of the people in parables. But the disciples and apostles were always asking, say, Lord, you're just speaking parables that many people don't understand. Please, can you tell us what exactly is the meaning of this parable? He will now take them aside and explain to them, for yours is it is to know the secret of the kingdom of God. Amen. So a parable needs to be decoded, needs to be interpreted. So Jesus Christ gave a parable of a nobleman here, and this nobleman represents even the Lord Jesus Christ himself, who traveled. It's like he traveled from this planet Earth and said, I'm coming back again. I'm going to prepare a place for you, that where I am, you shall be also. Amen. That's what Christ is doing right now. It's like the nobleman that traveled and gave money to his servants to trade with. So the nobleman is Jesus Christ himself. And the servants are Jesus' disciples. If you believe you are a Jesus' disciple, raise up your hand. Praise the Lord. Oh, there are some few exceptions. They don't believe they are Jesus' disciples. Okay. Okay, that's why we are here. By the end of the talk, you know that you are a disciple of Christ. Amen. Then the talent represents the talents and gifts, endowments, opportunities, and privilege that God has given to each and every one of us. Now, actually, he gave them pounds here. In another gospel, I think gospel of John, he says, give them talents. Whether it's pounds there or talents, it represents money that the nobleman gave to his servants, money to trade with. And it's estimated that a talent or a pound, as used in this context, is worth $1.25 million today. One talent, one, one pound. Meaning that those, the one that was given one, pound, one talent, had $1.25 million. That's a lot of money, isn't it? 
Yes, the nobleman, the, the master gave, he selected three categories. Gave this one according to their abilities. No, oh, this one, I know he can make it. So we gave him uh, one, 6.25 million dollars. Then the other one gave 2.5 million dollars. That's how we look at it. It was a lot of money. Because it was not coming very soon. It was traveling far away and it would take a long time before it would come back. So he gave them that money and he expected that they should go and do business with it. Because he said, occupy till I come. So I've given you this money, occupy. What that means is that you trade with it. Amen. Engage in business with this money. Trade with this money till I come. Do business with this money till I come. Operate with this money till I come. Put this money to work till I come. That's what it means. To occupy till I come. Occupy, not occupy doing your business as a businessman. God is interested in your business, quite all right. Please take note of that. He's very much interested in your business. But that's not the business of the Lord that is referred to here. Amen? Amen. Occupy, do business. Who's business? You are going to trade with this money. You are going to trade with this talent, this pound that I've given to you. And I expect that you make profits. Which profit does God want of us? Remember, it's a parable. The profit that God wants of us is to bring forth fruits. Amen. Yes. That fruit we abide. And that the business of the Lord is none other than soul winning. Amen. Yes. Please let it sink down. We can, no, because I was telling you about spiritual things, using the physical as a parable. So do business till I come. What business? The business of the law is winning souls. Souls, winning souls. That's the business of the Lord. You have a glimpse of this in uh, Luke chapter 19, verse 10. We are told here, for the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. So everything summed up, the business of the Lord is to save souls. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes on him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That's the reason Jesus came. He didn't just come to give us money in our pocket, which is good, good like, like, like fringe benefits, perquisites of office. When in an office there are certain benefits you that accrue to you as a worker, and one of the benefits that accrue to us is healing. Another one is you know, material financial blessings. Amen. We are not to pursue this thing. This thing are to pursue us as we do God's will. This thing will follow. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these other things will follow. So don't make a business out of the minor. These are minor. These are more like benefits. The main business that God is talking about here is soul winning. It has to do with every one of us here. From the youngest to the oldest. No exception. I'm not talking about certain people here. Say pastors and apostles. No. Have their own. 
of five minutes. Amen. The word occupy, explaining further, comes from a Greek word, pragmatuma, pragmatuma, and it means to do business. Remember, the New Testament was first written in, in the Greek language before it was interpreted to English. So we now have an idea what really that business is all about. So do business, do business, trade with what God has given to you. Jesus considered very important and urgent and gave responsibility to his disciples to continue in this business of soul winning. Because that's everything that he came to do. When he healed people, the main business was not to come and heal people. Those were like prayer, those like you know, those were like uh, what Jesus used to attract people to receive the real thing, salvation of souls. Amen? Amen. Yes. So we should not major out of minus. We should consider the real thing, the real purpose why God called you and me. You are a medical doctor today. The reason God called you today was not to become a medical doctor. Yes, it's good that you're a medical doctor and God is pleased in it when you practice it. But always remember in your office the main reason. The main reason why God has spared your life over the years. Many have perished. We often sing with this one. That look, oh, oh I know many have perished. And not everybody woke up this morning. You know, it's alive now. Thank God I'm alive. Why are you alive? Why are you living? And why are all the blessings that God has blessed you with? He has a purpose. Please consider that purpose continually and never forget about it in Jesus' name. Amen. In Mark chapter 16, verse 16 to 18, we are told that we should go out to the world and preach the good news. Go ye out. Mark 16, 16. Please endeavor to read it. It's important. Mark chapter 16. Verse 16. This is what it says. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that, sorry, we started, we have to start from 15. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized the same shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils, and they shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands upon the sick, and they shall recover. Matthew 28, 19 to 20 or so, same thing that we should go out and preach the good news. All disciples, including you, including me. Please take note of that. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19 to 20, we are also told that Jesus Christ has made us to be ambassadors. His own ambassadors, representing the kingdom of God, and we are to speak for him. And he has empowered us with the power of the Holy Ghost. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, we are told that he shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. 
And then you shall be my witnesses. Not to the Jerusalem and to the uttermost part of the earth. So that is the reason why the Holy Ghost was given to us. Holy Ghost was not given to us so that we can speak in tongues. That is no I can speak in tongues. Holy Ghost will not give you so that, oh, I'll be just be very bold. Yes, the righteous, they are as bold as lion. But the main, the main reason summed up is for you to be an effective witness for Jesus. Amen. Amen. Then there will be no shyness. Oh, I'm shy. That's why I can't talk to people. I'm very shy. <laughs> very shy. But I'm telling you that if you receive this baptism of the Holy Ghost, your story will turn around. Amen. That shining we go, and you won't know where it has gone to just fly away forever, forever. Amen. You now have your boldness. You respect people quite all right, but you'll be bold to speak with your boss when they be about Jesus and about your faith. Amen. That's what the Holy Ghost is all about, to help us to be fitting witnesses for Jesus. And uh, remember this endowment that God has given to us. That we need to trade with. We want to itemize them now. More specifically. God has equipped us. He has empowered us. And he has given us strength. He has given us good heads. He has given us intellects. He has given us finances. Financial blessings. He has given us possessions. Actually possessions. No. And he has given us privileges. And opportunities. The opportunity I have today is not what you have. Some of you are more privileged in certain areas than I am, and vice versa. So even all these benefits, they are like gifts of God to you. They are like talents. They are like the pound that God has given you to trade with. Whatever it is, you are now a medical doctor. You have learned to study the Lord. That medical knowledge, God expects you to use it to further his kingdom. Amen. You are a nurse. That training you have received, God expects you to use that training to benefit fellow brothers and sisters. You are to benefit many people, but especially they of the household of faith. Amen. So I just want to draw your attention to all these ones. These are giftings and natural abilities and talent that God has given us. They don't look so important sometimes, but in this study we have we are finding out that it's very, very important. Whatever it is that God has given to you is for a purpose, to train with it, to make sure the kingdom of God is expanded. Amen. Amen. Among the category of gifts that God has given to us as believers, first of all, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8 to 12, there are nine gifts lifted out there. These are called spiritual gifts. When you are baptized in the Holy Ghost, God can give you any of these gifts. It can be one or two or three or more. An apostle may have all the gifts, but he gives to people severally, severally as he deems fit. What God has given you, he knows that you are capable of using that one to expand the kingdom business. That's why he has entrusted with that gift and ability and strength. Look at Daniel in the Bible, for example. He was given that gift of interpretation of dreams. Did he use the gift? Yes, he did. Several times. He benefited the children of God and the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. Yes. So, among those gifts, you have the word, the gift of the word of wisdom. 
gift of the word of knowledge. We're not going to read many parts because of time, but you take note of it. The gift of the word of wisdom, the gift of the word of knowledge, and the discerning of spirits. Gift of wisdom. God gives wisdom to us to solve particular problems. When there are problems that look like puzzles nobody can handle, we ask God for wisdom. God can give us wisdom. And those who have been given that gift of wisdom, it's not the natural wisdom that you acquire through education and learning. No, no, no. It's supernatural. And that wisdom will come and problem will just be solved. Just like Solomon. King Solomon had a puzzle and two women were laying claim to a baby. The living one is mine, the living one, the dead one is hard, and all that. So there was confusion. He used wisdom to solve that problem. May the Lord endow us with this gift in Jesus' name. The gift of knowledge. The gift of the word of knowledge is not natural knowledge, also spiritual. To know the unknown. What is in your heart, I don't know. But if that gift is operating in my heart, I can tell you this is exactly what is happening. And you say, yes, yes, yes. And we have seen it happen again and again in the life of many people. It can happen in my life and in your life. These gifts can be prayed for. Amen. But God is the giver. He's the one who gives these gifts at his own pleasure. He gives you this one because you, he knows you can trade with it. Yes, everything is about profitability. What I'm giving you, are you going to trade with it? Are you going to benefit the kingdom of God with it? Yeah. Now, the second set, those are, those are revelative gifts, those first three. The second set is the power gift, the gift of healing. Gifts of healing. Now, there are gifts, plural, of healing. Means that God can endow people with these gifts. Not everybody may have it. But if you have it, you see wonderful results about healing. Amen. Amen. And then, another one, the gift of faith. We all have faith. We believe God by faith. Yet, this is a gift. If you have this particular gift, no, many problems can bow because of that gift of faith. These are to be asked for. Gifts of working of miracles. Some people have that gift. Everybody may not have that, but if you have it, please, why not put it to use? That's the essence of this talk. Then the next set of gifts, the vocal gifts or utterance gifts, diverse kinds of tongues, speaking in other languages and all, diverse kinds of tongues, the gift of prophecy and the gift of interpretation. All these are spiritual gifts that we should desire. Because the Bible has said that we should ask and we receive. Amen. Amen. You may ask for a particular one. And God said, no, I know the one I will give you. Not that one. I'll give you this one. I'll give you. So there are so many options. So we have nine gifts there. Then also there are the ministerial gifts. You find this in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Ministerial gifts. There are five of them. God calls people into these ministries. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Amen? Amen? Yes. No man calls himself. You know, you don't just wake up and say, I'm an apostle. Then you wake up and say, I'm an pastor. I'm an evangelist just by name. God calls people into that. Especially this time, we do believe that God went to pastoral ministry. You can't call yourself a pastor when God has not said you are. Amen? Amen. There are many self-called pastors today in this end time. Many self-styled 
pastors because they have gone to a Bible school or seminary and when they graduate, they think they are pastors. There are many people like that. They do doing the work of pastors when they have not got the, the calling. So that's not right. Fit into the plan that God has for you. So if you have any of these pastoral, any of these ministerial uh, giftings, blessed are you. God expects you to trade with it for the benefit of the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. You are a pastor, do the work of an evangelist. You are a prophet, the same thing. Amen? Because the main, the main, the heartbeat of God is soul winning. Soul winning. You can't say, I'm a prophet. You only just foretell future. Tell people, but you don't talk about salvation. So no, no, no. The main, the main is soul winning. Now, there are other gifts that God has given to us. Similarly, they will look non-supernatural and not very important. We may look at them like that. But God, who has endowed us with these giftings and special abilities, He has a purpose that we can use these giftings to promote the work of the kingdom. We find this in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 28. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 28. First Corinthians 12 verse 28 says, And God has set some in the church, first apostles, talked about that, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, as working on miracles, then gifts of healings. Look carefully. You see some other gifts there. Helps. Wonderful. Herbs? What are herbs? Yeah, herbs. Just like that. Ministry of herbs. Do you belong to that? Do you have that gift of helping people? Just helping people. They are just so good at helping people like Dorcas. You know the story of Dorcas in the Bible? She learned a particular skill, tailoring. And she used that skill to the glory of God. And she dedicated her gifting, particularly to serve widows in the church. And so when they heard that she died, no, it can't be that Dorcas. No, never, it can't be. Nobody accepted that he, Dorcas could die. And so they all rejected that way, and, but they went and prayed for her. She came back to life. Amen. Because God gave her gift and she used it gloriously to promote the kingdom business. So there are ministry of health. We also read Romans chapter 12, 6 to 8. Romans chapter 12, 6 to 8. We see other giftings there that God has given to everyone. Don't say, I'm not a minister, I'm not a pastor, I'm not a... You have one gift or the other that you can use to promote the kingdom of God. That's what we are saying. Amen. Romans 12, 6 to 8. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith, or ministry, that is serving others. Notice King James, Old English. That ministry, that means serving others, just serving other people. Just like Jesus Christ delighted in serving his people and even washed their feet, you know, serving others. Thank God we have an example in this ministry. Amen. Amen. Yes, ministry, let us wait on our ministry. Or he that teacheth, he that teaches on teaching, Sunday school teachers, they are doing very great work, great and noble job. And God will reward them in the name of Jesus Christ. 
Yeah, you may not know it's that important, but there you are. Not everybody can go and teach and impact children, but you can. So can't you see something unique about you there that God has given you? He hasn't given me, but he has given you. So be begin to discover your talents and callings and giftings and begin to deploy them for the glory of God. Verse 8, or he that exalted on exaltation. That is just encouraging brothers and sisters. Yes, do that. If you are good at doing that, please just know that God has given you that so that you can benefit the body of Christ. He that giveth, talk about giving. Everyone of us were supposed to give. Yes, some people excel in giving. It's like they can't live without giving people. They can't live without helping others. When people are suffering, oh, it's like they are the world just suffering. There are people like that. If you are, that's the area that God wants you to give account of in the last days. Because we are going to give account of every of these giftings that God has given us. Amen. Yes. And then he that rules with diligence. He that soweth, showeth mercy, let do it with cheerfulness. Let love be without dissimulation. That is without deceit. Abhor that which is evil. Avoid that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. Be a kindly affection one to another with brotherly love in honor, preferring one another. So we see from these two passages, you have helps, you have leadership skills. There are some people so good at leadership, organizing things. Organizing things, getting things organized. There's something to be done. Everybody's looking. How are we going to do this? If you are the one so gifted, say, I know. You just do this. You handle this. You handle this. You have been given a gift. Recognize it. Amen. That's what we are saying. Every one of us got one, one of these gifts or the other. Gift of serving other people, exalting, counseling skills. If you are in confusion where you counsel them, doubts are dissolved. Amen. Recognize it. And excelling it, showing kindness to people, doing the work of all sharing, greeters. When people are coming to the church, you welcome them warmly and greet them, like bankers do, you know. Yeah, all sharing people into the church, Sunday school teaching and all that. Even elderly women teaching younger ladies who are newly married how to respect their husband, how to take care of their children, how to manage their homes. Elderly women are supposed to teach younger women that is in the Bible. Amen? Yes, by virtue of your age and position, you need to do that. Then there are talents. Talents are inbuilt. I know we mentioned talent just now, even in that parable, but forget about that particular use of talent there. Talents are innate abilities that God has given to us, they are natural. They are just natural. You are just born with it. Amen? So, like singing. I thank God for the priesting here. I'm always, my feet always lifted up. And uh, I pray that we continue to excel in Jesus' name. Yes. So, they are talented. No man can just come and join himself or herself to this group. Except they are so talented. Amen? Do you believe that? If you go there, you go and croak. Croak, think like a frog. But you can't synchronize and, you know, that kind of thing. So God has given them. And it's good to recognize that. 
But the very fact that we have one, two, three, or the number here doesn't mean that there are some people here who haven't got that same gift. There are some. What are they doing? They are hoarding it. They are hiding it. After all, those people, they are there now. They are there. There are sometimes when the praise team, they are just so few because you know they have gone to school and all that. Please, I believe there's still vacancy. If God has so gifted you, let the praise leader know and see how you can fit in. Amen. Amen. Yes, singing skills, playing musical instruments. I can't do that. I'm not so good at such things at all. And not many of us are good at such things, but some, they just handle it. Even from youth, five years, six years, some of them, they develop those talents, they have it. Mothers, parents, please recognize your children and their talents. Don't stop them, don't, don't hinder them. Develop those skills, rather. There are some who started singing when they were very, very young, and they become stars for Jesus later when they are adults. So, some are decorating, you know, those kind of things. Then some are good at drama, dramatizing the gospel message. People do that. Within five minutes, they can do a, a drama that will send a lasting message to your heart. Skill, knowledge, writing skills. Some people have writing skills. By the way, skills are acquired. Sometimes spend time and money and number of years to learn acquire certain skills like computer skills and digital skills etc when you have these gifts and talents and skills what i am saying is that you use them to trade profitably for the kingdom of god that's what we are saying that every one of us we have these gifts they are natural some of them are spiritual like we saw the supernatural giftings of God when you have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But all of them have to be deployed and used for the glory of God. Are there rewards for doing, for deploying our gifts? Yes. God rewards us. In Daniel chapter 12, verse 3, we are told, They that turn many to righteousness shall shine as the stars in the firmament. Amen. The stars in the firmament, when you go out on a dark night and the sky is lit with stars, you see there are so many stars, millions of miles away from the earth. But some, they are not of the same size. Some uh, look brighter than the others. That is how God is going to reward each and every one of us. As one star differs from another in glory, that's how we are going to differ in our rewards. By the grace of God, when we make heaven, we are not all going to have the same rewards. One basic thing, well, we have the crown of life. We made it through the temptations and trials of this life. We made it and we are seed completely forever, you know, from the toys and snares of this world. We are going to have that, come on. So winners have special crown, so winners crown, amen? amen. Endeavor to have it, not just, 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 just endeavor to be there but to be a shining star. Amen? It depends according as you labor on this earth with your talent. That's what it's all about. It depends. If you have been giving gifts and you don't trade with it, what happens? It will be like that man who was giving one pound, one talent, and he buried it. May we not bury, bury our talents in Jesus' name. Amen. You can see that God rewards labor and effort. 
God wanted to serve him enthusiastically, serve him with zeal, serve him and be a glow in the spirit. Romans 12, verse 11. Be a glow in the spirit with joy, not with lukewarmness. When you are lukewarm, you won't want to do anything for God. You say, oh, that brother will do this, that sister will do this, and all that. But make yourself available for God, and God will reward you for all this in Jesus' name. Proverbs 11, verse 30. Say, he that winneth soul is wise. Claim to be among the wise virgins. I think one of the things we need to do is to win souls. And know also that we are going to appear before the judgment seat of Christ. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 10. Every one of us, including you, including me, every one of us. But let me tell you, this judgment seat of Christ is not to send you to hell. Amen? It's for reward according as your words shall be. Revelation 22 verse 12 says, He is coming soon, and his reward is with him to give to every man according as his words shall be. Revelation 22 verse 12. So we need to labor with what God has given us, and there is reward. Amen. Inviting people to church, just invite them. Actually, you can't talk much, you can't preach much, you can't witness much, but just to invite people to church. That is something. You invite somebody to church and the pastor preaches and the pastor gives you a light of Christ. Don't you think you partake in the reward? The Bible says the reaper and the sower, the harvester, they are going to share in the reward that comes from the great harvest. Amen. Amen. So we are co-laborers in the vineyard of God. God himself is working and we are working with him. And that's how other fellow ministers and brothers and sisters, we all labor. But the important thing here is that deploy your gifts. Recognize your gifts. Ask God, please, what have you blessed me with? And don't look down on your gifts and say, oh, God, you have given that brother so much gifting. But myself, you have not given to me. Oh, no, don't look at it like that. The little, if you are faithful in the little that God has given to you, he will promote you. Amen. First Peter chapter 4, verse 10 says, As every man has received the gift, so minister, the same one to another, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Amen. So we are stewards of whatever God has given to us, financial blessing, opportunities and privileges that we have in this life. They are for us to trade with and to make profit. And the kingdom of God will be expanded in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to pray. Before then, let's sing this song. When Jesus comes to reward his servants, Please, can you put it up and let's sing it? Just round up with that when Jesus comes. I can sing it. When Jesus comes to reward his son. When Jesus comes to reward his servant, whether he be no See, we live. 
Identify these talents and gifts, O oh Lord, and to use them for your praise and for your glory in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, may we give good account, may we have a well done when you shall ask us to give account in Jesus' name. May we not bury our talents. It is well with you, and you that have not deployed your talent, may the Lord show you that gifting and use it to the praise and glory of God in Jesus' name. Yeah. 